Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the Senior Minister of C3 Powerhouse and the Executive Director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made. And here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Fricker, our Melbourne East location pastor. It is a joy to have you listening here to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast. I'm here with Pastor John Pierce. How are you going today? Hey, doing great, Dan. Uh, loving this podcast. Again, uh, we were at a national conference of C3 pastors and just getting some great feedback from people of how it's been helping them and people in their church. How good. And this is actually our sixth episode. Can you believe it? And oh, we're just loving the journey. But we've covered a, a fair bit of uh, traction in the last six episodes. I'd just love to ask you, Pastor John, what have we covered that you'd like to remind people of? Great, Dan. Well, just re- real quick recap. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, encourage you to swing back and work your way through them, work your way through them with your group leaders or new Christian support people. This is really designed for people who are uh, on the front line of making disciples. Mm. So our group leaders, particularly, and those those who are dealing with new Christians. First of all, we've defined disciple as a person who is a fully immersed fully surrendered follower of Jesus. So we want to help people become those kind of all-in followers of Christ, knowing it's a progressive journey. That's the first thing. Mm. The second thing we've covered is the spirit of a disciple maker is someone who comes along beside people and walks with them, takes them under your wing. And it's not an authoritarian relationship. It's it's not teacher-student so much. It's we're going to walk beside you and help you to follow Jesus. And then last four episodes, we've covered ESPN. It's the, our rule of thumb of how to make disciples. Number one is to be an encouraging person. Number two is to get the Word of God, Scripture, into people. Number three is to pray for them regularly so that God's Spirit can touch them and we get a heart for people. And number four is how to have next step conversations so that people are constantly moving to being more and more immersed in their relationship with Jesus. So that's what we've covered. It's great to have you here, Dan and People may or may not know you're the location pastor at Melbourne East. Thank you. You yourself are a brilliant disciple maker. So there's moments in this podcast where you'll jump in and share some insights and thoughts and it comes from a wealth of experience. Thank you, Pastor. It is a a privilege and we are both so passionate about making disciples and I'm hearing so much feedback that people are just loving how practical uh, these have been. But today, so we've covered ESPN. We're actually today going to lean into and chat a little a bit about the importance of Sunday gatherings. And I'd love to ask Pastor John just to kick us off. Why don't you talk to us about why corporate gatherings are so important in the disciple-making process? Fantastic, Dan. Well, so we say Sunday gatherings, recognizing that some church services might be Saturday night, etc. But we're talking about the big all-in celebration moment where we worship where the Word of God is preached, yes. where we pray together, uh, where there are moments to give, where there's a moment to respond to Christ, and, and there's there's fellowship around that, that moment. So for me, I guess we've got to come back to the Word of God. It's our come foundation. On. The early church, this is the pattern that was established in the early church in Acts chapter 2, and it says in Acts 2, 42, they continued steadfastly. Or another so version good. says they devoted themselves. It was a, a sacred devotion to these four things. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Mm, and so that. it goes down in verse 46. It says they continued daily 
With one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with simplicity and gladness of heart. And so there's this sense that the pattern of the New Testament church, which is really what we need to follow, we can, you know, we can zoom and do all sorts of different things, but we're following the pattern of the New Testament church. It's reinforced time again, time and time again. Mm. And it's, the apostles' teaching. This is the preaching of Jesus' word. It's it's the it's the teaching yes. that you experience and hear the preaching of the word. Uh, the breaking of bread is the Lord's table. The, the prayer is going to happen whether it's corporate, all in prayer, in a Sunday service, in a prayer meeting, Come or on. in a small group, uh, and then fellowship. So hospitality around the table. So for me, I think that there's two really powerful. Uh, emblems, if you like, mm. of of discipleship, and, and both equally important. One's the pulpit, and one's the table. Love that. The, the pulpit is that Sunday. There's platform. There's there's all the church as many as possible are gathered, and something very powerful about that mm. that we'll talk about today. Then the table is complementary. We'll talk about that the next episode, and that's that's when we're sitting around the table, we're having meals, we're caring and loving, and and we're not looking at the back of the head of someone who's sitting in front of us. <laughs> yes, uh, we're we're looking across the table at one another, and so both of those are uh, in my mind equally important, mm. equally to prioritize. So, if you're going to be a brilliant disciple maker. This is not about forming a relationship with somebody that is a quite exclusive relationship. If I'm a disciple maker of a new Christian, yeah. I, I want to have coffee with them. I want to connect with them, but I do not want that to be that they become reliant upon me. Yeah. I want, I'm want. i wanting to lead them to places. This is what the Bible talks about. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me. He leads me mm. to green pastures. So I want to lead people to places that are going to be life-giving and help them be disciples. And I would say, first priority, lead the people you're discipling to Sunday services, yes. to those church gatherings. So that'll be that'll be the, the big thought for us to really hone in today, which of course means that if I'm going to lead people to that, I have to do that. I <laughs> have so to true. model that, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, for myself, this was actually a revelation I got so early on in my faith. And I'm, I'm a very all in, all out. But I just remember the when I rededicated my life to Jesus, how From, old were you then? I was 17 years of age at the time, a, a broken mm-hmm. young man. And, and I had this amazing encounter with God where I, I recommitted my life. And from that day, I just made a decision the house of God is going to be a priority for me. And that's, that's framed my, my life. Every time I got a new job, when I was in uni, yes. I was just from day one, Sundays are going to be a priority and nothing's going to mess with that. And I, I think for me, making that a, that decision early from the examples I had, like yourself and people like Josh, uh, it's it's been such a powerful decision being planted in the house of God. Our life will flourish. And I love what yes. you're sharing there, being an example first. <laughs> yeah, so look, and I've heard things like this. And so in the culture we live in where for Pentecostal churches, mm. we've almost can become nominal. So church going is, I'm a church goer rather than a follower of Jesus. Therefore, church going becomes a little optional. Right. And uh, my friend Simon McIntyre, a C3 pastor and legend, says this, that if it, if someone goes to church once a month, the likelihood is their children will go once a year. Wow. And so that that's the idea that unless we make Sundays, the gathering with the saints, mm. a high priority and a non-negotiable yep. for us, you know, obviously if we're sick or if we're away on holidays and yes. there's no 
church nearby, whatever. I get that. But but in terms of, okay, there's certain things that, sure, we'd love to do that on Sundays, but yeah. but we can't because the big rock, the most we're building this foundation as an individual and as a family of being in church together. Yes. When it's boring, when it doesn't feel like it's meeting <laughs> your needs, when you don't think you're getting something out of it, yeah. you just you just keep turning up because there is something happening in the atmosphere when you turn up and the devil will do whatever he can to stop you yes. uh, being, and we call it the house of God. In the New Testament, biblically, the whole church is the house of God, mm. but there's it's the gathering, it's the church, the idea of even the name Ecclesia, it's the called out ones who yeah. gather in my name. Yeah, and I I love every time I get the opportunity, Pastor John, to talk to a new Christian. It's one of my favorite things in church when someone's just put their hand up. I I go to meet them, and I love what we're sharing here. Is we, you know, I my I always say to them, not first of all, hey, do you want to get a coffee or can I connect? Like the number one thing I always say is the best decision you can make from today is to yes. be in church next week and then the yes. week after, and just make that commitment now. And I think that's one of the most powerful decisions we can lead people to, isn't it? And, you know, totally. I, I've noticed, Pastor John, that COVID has obviously been a big disruptor of this uh, habit in people's lives of, of gathering on a Sunday. And I'd just love to, for you to speak into that a little bit. Yeah, okay. Un- undoubtedly, I think the enemy knows that the power of the gathering. When mm. we've got that Sunday gathering the power of corporate worship, the Spirit of God comes down, the power of agreement where two or three are gathered in yes. my name, I'm there. There's there, there's something that happens when we all lift our eyes and focus on Jesus where we make a statement, Jesus, you're first in my week. Mm. Rather Then we do it, you're first in my finances, you're first in my day, but this is that you're first for me and my family in the week. Come something on. powerful happens. Uh, stuff washes off that we can't seize there discouragement, just all sorts of things that we're unaware of will wash off in the presence of God, just being close to close, shoulder to shoulder. So the devil hates that. He will do whatever he can to isolate people, undoubtedly. He he knows the power of the gathering. And we've all mm. watched David Attenborough. We've all watched the, you know, <laughs> yes. uh, those Discovery kind Channel. of uh, Discovery Channel shows where the prowling lion, a.k.a. the devil, mm. Bible says that he's like a prowling lion seeking who he may devour, looks to isolate the young or the weak mm. from the herd so that he can... T- Take them out. Have have you know their, their lunch, and right. so we, we understand that it's an enemy strategy to get people offended, sick, whatever whatever yes. he can do, busy, yep. um, reprioritizing so that they're isolated from God's people. Because when you're isolated, you're easy pickings. So I mm. think COVID has been a massive disruptor for a lot of people's faith world because that cornerstone of gathering together, corporate worship, you know, we can go on Zoom, but let's be honest, most people are having coffee in their pyjamas on their phone with the church (laughs) on in the background, right? With their kids screaming at them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that being in the same room, if you can physically, Mm. it's so powerful. So I think I, I watched, I remember a guy in our church, he got newly saved and he would say every Sunday mornings after you know after a few weeks of coming to church, I get a migraine. Right. And I'm okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. Do you get it normally? He goes no, just Sunday mornings. Like okay. Uh, and I remember saying to him, Hey, Chris, I know what's going on here. The devil is trying to stop you from gathering with God's people because it's so important. 
next time it happens, so this is me being a disciple maker. I love this. Next time it happens, I want you to just imagine he's right in front of you, but he's small and he doesn't have power because you've got Jesus in you, greater mm. is he is in you than he is in the world. And I want Come you just on. to say, I command you, devil, with this headache to get out of my life and just really aggressive like you're trying to scare a stray cat out of the house. Come just on. Get, get it off. <laughs> yeah. And so he, the next week he did that. And he said instantly the headache lifted and he came to church and he realized, okay, that was one device, a strategy of the enemy to stop him gathering and he could have authority over it. So I think brilliant disciple makers mm. help people recognize what's the devil trying to do? Yes. Is it suddenly the the dream the dream job comes available but you have to work every Sunday yes. morning and Seen night that. you can't make it to the morning or night. Seen that? Yep. Is it suddenly the this amazing boyfriend or girlfriend comes oh, out of danger, the blue danger. and yep. not going to be able to <laughs> to suddenly the family start visiting every weekend and they're mm. not keen on you going to church and mm. you're like, "Oh, what do I do?" and you kind of have to make a statement. So it's o- helping open people's eyes. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to move away and make all this money in this remote town. You go, oh, is there a church there? No, no, but it'll only be for for a year. And I've watched marriages fall apart because people didn't, they underestimated the power of being planted and gathering together. Yeah, and I'll never forget, Pastor, and you said something about seven years, and I've now relayed this on to everyone I can. You said, find the church that God's called you to planting and then build Mm -hmm. your life around that. And until God says go, uh, you you put, build your life around that. And I think that's something so powerful about being a disciple maker is to have these honest conversations. That yeah. and what I'm hearing here, it's almost like a pre decision. It's like I'm choosing. Uh, to live my life by decision, not my feelings. And I, I love being yes. honest with people. Hey, sometimes I don't feel like coming to church. Right. And I'm the past yep. I'm the location pastor. And yep. that's okay, but we've made a pre-decision. You know, unless yes. I'm sick, unless I'm on holidays, I will be in church. And I think that is uh, a really powerful decision we can help lead people into, isn't it? Yeah, totally. We know Hebrews 10, 24 says, don't forsake the gathering together as some are doing, yes. but do it all the more as he, as the day of his return approaches. And so uh, I think, you know, we talked about a good disciple maker has next step conversations. Mm, yes. Not lots, like just, at, but this is a really important conversation to have, to model and to, to really help people step into. Yeah, well, I guess just to land here today, Pastor, I'd just love to get practical. So what can a disciple maker do practically to help people prioritize the Sunday gathering? Yeah, awesome. Well, I think the conversation is important. Mm. I think uh, I think even something as simple as I'm going to sit with you, let's sit together, I'm going to save you a seat. Why, don't you, come and, why don't you come and sit with me? I think... The idea, let's have a, a coffee or a meal after church. Yes. So, or before church, so that it's, hey, we're, we're taking this time out. So, why don't we meet at churches at 10? Why don't we meet at 8 30 or 9 for a coffee and then go to church together? Yeah. Or, hey, why don't you come over for church and then come to our place for a meal afterwards? So, so connecting um, some social kind of activity would be really important. That's I would so think good. would be another idea. I, I think. I think really the the helping people connect to other people in church. A lot mm. of people are like, well, why why would I go? You know, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know everybody, and if yeah. you're my only connection and you're not there, what do I do? Yeah. So it's not again. This is don't just sit with me, but let's let's 
connect you to other people who you can sit with, help getting people serving actually yep. gives them an excuse to come to church. So yep, get them on you're team on roster, early. Baby. <laughs> yeah, not be, not because we need you, but because this is going to help you get connected and again prioritize mm. the Sunday gathering. So that's that's just a few things I would suggest. What about you, Dan? What do you think? Yeah, well, I remember, and this is particular when they're newer, the the ring and bring, I think. And as you said, it's like any excuse, whether it's hospitality or sometimes I've been so desperate to get someone there. I'm like, hey, I'm actually going to come and pick you up. And I remember there's this one young person, Pastor John, he just... He used to come to youth just for fun, but I just remember every Sunday, and I'm talking years, I would go and pick him up. Uh, I would ring him. I'd say, I'm going to be at your house at this time. And, you know, it was just such a joy as a disciple maker as I kept leading him into that environment and, and yes. as you said earlier, guiding him. It was such a joy to see his life transformed. And then when he got his own license, guess what? He drove himself to church, <laughs> which was a great news for him and for me. <laughs> Love it, Dan. Fantastic. Yeah. I think uh, helping people with that, next next time we're going to talk around that the, the power of the table and the smaller group and the smaller gathering. But I think this is a really important bedrock or cornerstone for a person's faith to be committed to the Sunday gatherings. Wonderful. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Brilliant Disciple Makers. We absolutely can't wait to see you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pitts. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.